0: Somebody appreciate the Lord. Are you ready for the word? What a way to end the conference. If it had not been for the Lord on our side, where would we have been? You have no idea the excitement and the joy. For me, conference... Did it for me on Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and today is the overflow. Amen. I believe Papa is ready. What a way to end a conference! He's been an incredible blessing to us as a house, as a family, and personally to myself and Lady Gifty. And, Papa, we honor you. We love you. We appreciate you. And we thank God for your life. Hallelujah. Will you stand on your feet? And with a hand clapping, as unto the Lord, let's appreciate and receive the ministry of our Papa, Dr. Boy Abouedina Mitchell.
1: Thank you. Um, I I, I feel that was for me. Can you please do it for Jesus? Um, Such an amazing. uh, Hallelujah. Amen. One of the things I really love is choreography and um, how it speaks to you. Because with pictures, you can't forget throwing away the chains and doing all of that. And uh, truly, that's what Jesus does in our lives. And in the song, he's praying for us. And so we should also remember to pray for others. Look at somebody and say, remember to pray for others. I mean, for me, the the choreographers, I love them all. You, you do all, you try and and you're doing very well we love you we love you all. thank you for all that you do for god and in bread of life and just to reiterate the point that the man of god made you have to use your gifts your energies your talents to serve god amen how many of you came with your bibles you came with a bible i'm not going today i'm going to preach the shortest sermon i've ever preached in my lifetime very short because i want to do the communion service And some of you are eyeing some lunch that you really want to make sure you go grab it. I I won't keep you here for long. I'm known for preaching everlasting sermons, but I'm going to make it brief. You have your Bible with you? Say, this is my Bible. It is the Word of God. I'll become what it says I can become. I'll go where it says I can go. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. Slap your chest and say, I am a believer. Come on, do it again. Say, I am a believer. I want to invite your attention to the first book ever written, the first book of the Bible. We call it the book of beginnings. The first book of Moses called Genesis. Chapter number one by the verse number 28 is what I want to read. Let me back it up a bit. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth to father we pray in your name as we gather with different tongues tribes different backgrounds orientations your word still stays valid and true no matter the orientation of a man no matter our origins your word is true it cuts through continents tribes tongues and nations and this was the original mandate given to us and father we pray that even as we break bread over it there will be encounters oh god about where you've placed and positioned us that we can go out there and make it count The mighty name of the one who rules, reigns, and has regency. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, we have prayed. Amen. Um, I I want you to look for somebody and tell the person, you are blessed by God. If you look for five people, I'll be excited. If you increase it to seven, I'll be over the moon. But be a bit neighborly and look for somebody and tell the person, you are blessed (laughs) By God. You are seriously blessed by God. Praise the name of Jesus. You are blessed by God. If you've done that, you can comfortably take your seat. The book of Genesis is seen and touted as the book of beginnings. And, of course, it gives the historicity of humankind and everything that God made. Everything that even curious minds who want to think about were properly explained in the book of Genesis. Genesis explains science. It explains mathematics. It explains motion and everything that we can think about as far as Scripture is concerned. The book of Genesis, chapter 1, the verse number 1, God solves the scientific equations and puzzles. Science deals with time, deals with motion, deals with force, deals with space, deals with matter. The book of Genesis chapter one, the verse number one, God solves all of that. In the beginning, God deals with time. God talks about force, created is motion. Heaven is space, earth is matter. God deals and answers every scientific problem in Genesis chapter number one, the verse number one. So everything you wanna talk about in science is explained in the book of genesis everything you want to talk about in geography in in zoology in all of that are explained in the book of beginnings that is why it is only fit that it will be called the book of beginnings because god begins everything in this chapter but god had now said to himself after all the things that i've created i need to have overlords or people that will or creatures that will have oversight responsibility of what i have created so god decided to create the man but the writer had to quickly fix the analogy and said that man and woman or male and female created heathen so that the female does not think less of herself as society will want her to think whatever a man can do and i agree in fact, the female is the perfected male. So when God created the male, he doesn't make mistakes, but God look, looked at the man. I think when he created me, he looked at me and said, I can do better. When God saw the man, checked the man out, okay, I, I can better this. I can make a better version of what I have done. Hacked something beautiful and gorgeous. Said, okay, let me do this one. The man saw it and said, hmm, This is the bone of my bones. And said, who told you that? Because people are attracted to things that are nice. When you are not nice, you don't even have friends. It is easy for a young man or a young lady to walk through any school and have people befriending him or her. If the person is nice, dresses well, is nice, he speaks well, he is happy-go-lucky. Everybody wants to be identified with him, or with her. The woman is not inferior to the man. That is not scripture. It is never true. If you read the account, and the Bible says, "I will create will create somebody who is meet or help meet for you," anybody who comes to you to help you is stronger than you are. Now, that is something that people don't want to push when it comes to theology, but that is what, is what is there. If somebody is created to come and help you, it means that you are deficient. So the introduction of the help is to pull you out of your deficiency. The man or the male is just physiologically stronger, but the woman is emotionally stronger than the man. What a woman can survive, the heartbreak a woman can survive, a man will commit suicide. Oh, and, and I'll rewind and press play for you. And that's, that's, that's obviously the truth. The kind of pain the woman who live in endure. In the labor world, a man gets a cut and when he gets home, he wants the, the, the foot to be on, on the couch. To be pampered with ice. And, and the woman is going through labor and all that, all that you do is to, that you rub your, your hand probably and say, oh, everything's going to be... Do you know pain? What do you go through and you say, I mean, you, you've never seen pain. As the women, they will tell you. So you see a woman and they, they are strong. They are not inferior. God, male, I intentionally allowed everybody to read it because I wanted it to to sip through every tongue and tribe. So that you know that the Chinese woman is not inferior to the Chinese man. The Indian woman is not inferior to the Indian man. The British man is not superior to the British lady. If you, No matter your skin color, male and female, not black and white, male and female created he them. And if you read the account, God decided to visit them. And that is to tell you that if you're a man and you look down on a woman, shame on you. Because it's an insult on divine creation. The man is in the image of God. Likewise the woman. That is why God is sexless. He has no sex. You can't say he's a male or a female. Who told you that? He's a spirit. The nature of God, He's a spirit. I was telling people, if He created us in His image and after His likeness, it means that we are spirits. What kind of spirit is God? He's holy. So His nature, he is spirit. His character, he is holy. So if you say holy Spirit is the fusion of God's nature and character. The, if we say God the Holy Spirit, is just the fusing of the nature and the character of God. We've brought them together. So by nature, God created us in his image and after his likeness. That is nature. We are spirit. But until we align with him, we will not conform to his character. And therefore we can not be holy. The only time our nature conforms to God is when we surrender our will totally to him. But the man is not superior to the woman. Africa is some okay not Africa Um, help me maybe Ghana where I'm coming from because I was going to say Africa then immediately I I I remember say Johnson of Liberia we have not got into a place where we can allow women to lead but seriously I'm saying this to encourage every woman here if you do the global analysis if any company wants a turnaround, they employ a woman. If a company is going down, and they employ, they want to have a, a rebound or a resurgence, they employ a woman. All the top companies who, that went into, that went through um, periods of um, downsizing, going down, and trying to bounce back, they got a woman behind the steering wheel, and the woman always turn things around. Technically, if you give a woman little, they can do much with it. Uh, th- those of you, I mean, if, if a woman, a lady has a little amount of money, she can feed a home. They, you, you can't even explain how magical they can be. They know what to put where and how to put things together. So they are not weak. They are not They are not disadvantaged. And I want to encourage every woman here, because of what I want to share with you in the short time I want to preach to you, that God brought you into this world for dominion. Everybody here. You came together so that you can co-labor and share in your joy and in your sorrows. She shouldn't relinquish her joy to elevate your selfish self. You don't throw away your job. You- ah, she is high class. And she's, she's not- the reason why no man is approaching her is because she is high class. So you want to marry a low class? Go look for them. I can't lower my standard to accommodate your mediocrity. Oh no. The truth. You want me to lower my standards to accommodate? No, play up. Look at somebody and say, "Play up." Yeah. No, no, no. Look for three people. Tell them you need to play up. Up your game. Don't pull me down. Just up your game. Oh, you look for someone. Up your game. Play up. So because the person is, is dresses well, knows how to carry herself, no, she is too high class. Keep your low class self. She is in the image, and God is not lowly. She's in the image and after the likeness of God. And do you know who God is? The book of Psalm 8, the verse number 1. Oh Lord our God, how excellent is your name. God walks in excellence. He exudes it. He lives in excellence. Everything about God is excellent. So you can't be a daughter of the king and live like a slave. There is... the. Heavenly realm where you happen to be the daughter or the son of the king Which makes you either a prince? or a princess and a princess or a prince is different from a slave and God in the book of Genesis chapter number one the verse number 28 was trying to fine-tune the the mindset of humanity because when God created he them the bible says and god blessed them and interestingly when god blessed them he did not give them silver or gold or diamonds or or onis or jasper or topaz or any of the precious stones god did not give them god blessed them but he said and so normally blessings are spoken blessing is not in giving if somebody gives you a shoe it's not a blessing oh i came to bless you with a shoe not a blessing. Blessings are words spoken, and the words serve as magnetic field to bring the material things. So God blessed them and said, and so once you see, this is also an error in the Christian fraternity. That when somebody has a beautiful car, we say the person is blessed. When somebody has a house, is blessed. When somebody has Oh, it's pouring. Ooh, God help us. Blessed. And if you call a house a blessing, what about those unbelievers that have mansions? If you call the townhouse, you have to squeeze yourself in because it's two bedroom. That is why we are busily chasing things we shouldn't chase after. So people can do anything for material acquisitions. And your accumulation does not bring you peace necessarily. Because the human need is insatiable. That is why the first iPhone that came, you, you, you join the queue. When they release a new one, you join another queue. You keep joining cues because you have an insatiable taste and desire. It can't be quenched. That appetite can't be quenched. It's it's a hole in your soul. That can only be filled by the true knowledge of the Christ. I'm telling you. Every time you keep buying the box and... Most of you in your closet, you you have things you will never use. In fact, you bought them and you thought it was going to fit you so nicely. But when you put it down, three days later, you look at it and say, did I buy that? And you can't even wear it. Do I have a witness here? Like somebody, you bought something and... Yeah. Yeah. You keep buying them. There was a time I was was driving with my wife and... um, you see how they put these dresses on mannequins? So the mannequin is hugging. You can see the dress is hugging the, the mannequin. And my wife said, I can see myself in that dress. I said, my dear, take yourself out of that dress. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I can see myself out of it. I said, mm, get yourself out of the dress yourself because you you'll find out that is the mannequin the cut of the mannequin that hacks it to give it the contouring that attracts you and your body type is not a mannequin your body type is not a mannequin and, and, and it is true Genesis chapter number one God was laying the foundation and he, he has moved through, of course I told you, all the equations and everything that needs, if I take you through from Genesis chapter number 1 till you get to the chapter number 28, you realize that everything that is called human puzzle or mystery, God solves it in the book of Genesis. Everything. Whether it's math or science or geography, or whatever it is, God solves it there. He moves on and he speaks to the man and the woman and he pronounced blessings on them the first blessing god said to them was that they should be fruitful and it's very important i say this because you see fruitfulness is a conduit of abundance and multiplication when we say somebody is fruitful it means the person has things to show for their labor and endeavor So a man marries a woman. They stay together, and they have a child, and we call it the fruit of the womb. It's it's, it's the labor, the fruit of their labor, co-labor. Not a fruit of pleasure. A fruit of labor. Move it f- forward. If you are doing into any kind of enterprise, God expects the believer to be fruitful. Yesterday, I started by talking to you that God wants you to be creative and God wants you to make impact. But not just going into the world to make impact. God wants you to be fruitful in the kind of vicinity or industry you find yourself. So if you find yourself in ministry, God wants the ministry to be fruitful. If you find yourself in business, God wants the business to be fruitful. If you find yourself in an enterprise, God wants the enterprise you find yourself in to be fruitful. If there is no fruitfulness, it is an affront on the blessing God pronounced on humanity. You have no other cause than to be fruitful. Amen. If you move it further than God said, don't just be fruitful, multiply. So when you have fruits, multiply your fruits. And this is something I also want to talk about because people don't know what is called delayed gratification. They celebrate too quickly. How many of you have watched the movie Big Stan before? I know you are holy and saved and sanctified. You don't watch movies, but how many? Big Stan. In Big Stan, when the master was teaching Stan, lessons of life. One of the things he taught him was that stand, don't celebrate too quickly. When God gives you fruit, when you get into a business, into an enterprise, and it starts gaining fruit or yielding fruit, instead of celebrating, ask God to give you the grace to multiply the fruits that you have. Because you see, if you read again, Genesis chapter number one, the Bible says that, and the trees had fruits, the fruits had seeds. So every fruit God gives you is a potential seed that is going to bring more fruits. So when he says be fruitful, before he says multiply, he's saying that when I give you fruit, there is a portion of the fruit you enjoy, but the fruit will have a seed in it, and so never eat your seeds. Never eat your seeds. In every fruit, there is a seed. And so when you are fruitful and you don't understand the mystery of the seed in your fruit, you will never multiply. Because the mango fruit will always have a mango seed, which will give you potentially seasonal mangoes of about 100 or 200 on the tree. Every time is it seasoned to yield. What it tells you is that when God is giving you the opportunity to be fruitful, tap somebody and tell the person, don't eat your seeds. Come on, tell somebody, don't eat your seeds. The reason why people are not able to hit the altitudes that God wants them to hit or get to is because a lot of people enjoy their seeds. They don't sow them. They eat them. Seeds are there to be sown, not to be consumed. There are some, there are some there are some fruits that they say that their seeds are healthy. But even that, they still harvest the seeds to plant them. So that that, that fruit, that tree, that plant does not become a stint. So a lot of us get into spiritual drought and we become a stint because we have been enjoying the seeds that we should have put in the ground and ask for multiplication what am i talking about i'm talking about the potential for investment as a child of god because a lot of people are only praying god open the heavens and we don't understand that when the heavens are open and it brings fruit it brings rains it has to hit the grounds and what you have put in the grounds as seeds is what is going to germinate for for it to bring you a harvest you been working, you are not prospering. It's not God. Don't blame God. Don't. Can you tap somebody and say, don't blame God? A lot of us are blaming God. We blame God for everything. God won't pay for your irresponsibility. He won't. You are accountable. In fact, you are responsible for your own life. He won't pay for your irresponsibility. If God gives you something for you to invest it so that your children will have a brighter future and you, you use it irresponsibly, recklessly, riotous living. And when you are old, you are, you are saying that, oh, um, and, and you can only, you say good old days. Anybody who says good old days has a problem. No, because your tomorrow should be better than your yesterday. Yeah. If your tomorrow is not better than your yesterday, it means that you mismanaged your time. That's what it is. So you you should have a brighter tomorrow, a better tomorrow. Day in, day out, you should live more joyously than you lived in the days gone by. And the only way you can do that technically... It's by knowing that the fruits you have carry seeds for multiplication. If you are here and you are praying, those of you who have children, for me, I, and I've told my kids that, I'm not taking care of you so you can take care of me. It's not true. It is... God, Jesus, help me. You see, when we become reckless, when we don't manage our lives well, then we shift our responsibility to our kids. But your children are not the ones who are supposed to take care of you. Your children are supposed to honor you, not take care of you. So if you buy a car for your father, it's not taking care of your father. It's honoring your father. When you were going to visit your dad and you decided to get a present, whether it was a roller watch, whatever, you, you have the money to buy and you bought it for, it's not you taking care of a father. It is you honoring a father. The Bible says, honor your parents, not take care of them. Amen. Now, in honoring, the reason why the Bible says that is because if God saves you, you get into the league of being called a good man or a good woman. And the Bible says a good man leaves inheritance for his children's children. And so you take care of your children, not expecting that they will grow and take care of you. I don't expect any of my children to grow and take care of me. I have to make the right decisions now. Get into savings. Make sure I have streams that will take care of me when I'm I'm old. So that if my son marries a, a girl who doesn't want him to come home, I don't go crying. Because you have no idea who your kids are going to marry. That was an amen right there. Yeah. Because if the child, if your son marries an obsessive, possessive woman, a woman who doesn't allow him to come home, and I'm, I'm waiting and I'm expecting him to come and bring me some change. The lady has not finished buying the LV bags and I'm expecting him to come. So I cannot bank my hopes on what a son is going to bring me. I rather have to make wise decisions with the fruits God will give me so that I will multiply the fruits. So that I can even call him and ask him, do you need capital injection for your business? Do you, need, you started a business, you need capital injection, come. I, I think I can spare you with about 200,000 pounds to pump into your business. That is what a good man does. Yes. And who wouldn't want to have such a dad as a dad? Or such a mom as a mom? You don't have to call them. The, the boy will even run home. In fact, even if the daughter-in-law is rude, she will amend her ways. Because she knows that when a call comes from home that my husband should come, it is not to take from my husband. It's rather to give to my husband. Have the dominion, God said. Be fruitful, multiply. Have dominion. God wants you to have dominion. It means that any industry you find yourself in, as a Christian, you should be the dominant force. You shouldn't add to the statistics. You should be the dominant force. People of God, let me say this in my closing remarks. God wants us to be in charge. In the industry you find yourself, he wants you to be in charge. In the community you find yourself, he wants you to be in charge. Well, if there are a lot of demonic or evil activities in your area, that's why God planted you there so that you will have dominion. You can't be in a place where demons have meetings and free rides. It means you have never taken charge. You have not been in dominion. If you are in Bristol and demons and witches in England who say we are having our convention in Bristol, it means that you're not taken charge yet. You are not in dominion. Shall you please rise? I want to pray with you and have my communion service. Ask your neighbor, are you in charge? You have to understand investments. Investments. And when I talk about investments, there are two ways of investment. We have one, the secular, earthly investment. But most importantly, we have the heavenly investments. The Bible says that you should keep your treasures where moth and rust cannot touch. We can invest in bonds and stocks and shares which can plummet sometimes in fact in, when it comes to investments in some of these things you should just know when to get in and when to get out you should pray for the wisdom to know when to invest in what that's all that I want to say and also understand that not only in secular investments but also in kingdom investments What have you done for God in your life? For me, that is very important to me. In all your gettings, what have you done for God? You can't even boast of something. Yesterday, um, the gentleman who came, I don't know where he came from, Wales or Cardiff. He had a vision. He came with Pastor Eric. spoke about it. He said he's training his son on how to honor grace. Even at his age, he knows that the only thing that matters and makes sense is a kingdom investment. Please pray with me. Father, we come before you today. I want you to pray if you can. And ask God, God, I want to be fruitful. I desire that blessing of fruitfulness. But not only that, I desire the blessing of multiplication. That whatever I touch will multiply. Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish your earth. Subdue your world. Have the dominion. Will you lift your voice and pray that prayer? Come on, pray. For the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the might of the King of Kings, Holy Ghost. Come on, pray. Come on, pray the grace of fruitfulness the grace of multiplication spirit of the living God would you pray would you pray Would you pray? In the book of Psalm 90, David said, teach me how to number my days that I may incline my heart unto wisdom. Yes, teach me. There are some ways that seemeth right in the eyes of man, but the end thereof, are some things that are good and pleasing. But you want to go before God. I don't want to live a life of mistakes and regrets. Teach me on how to number my days. Teach me on when to do what. Teach me on how to go. Teach me. That I may incline my heart unto wisdom. Please teach me. Please teach me. Lord, teach me. Lord Jesus, teach me. Lord Jesus, teach me. Lord Jesus, teach me. Holy Spirit of God, teach me. Teach me how to number my days, oh God. That I may incline my heart unto wisdom. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. You are the one that is able to order the steps of people. You are able to order our steps. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Teach me on how to number my days. I may definitely incline my heart unto wisdom. Teach me. Teach me. Teach me. Teach me. Oh, teach me. Teach me. Oh, teach me. Help me, oh God, that I will not live a regretful life. That I'll maximize the moments and the days. That those that I'm supposed to reach out to, I will reach out to them. People that are supposed to be snatched out of the fire by my hands, I'll snatch them out of the fire. That you'll give me creative ideas, oh God. On businesses to build. Enterprises to establish. Areas to occupy and make them count. Realms and circles of influence, O oh God. Father, in the name of Jesus. Can I administer the communion now? Father, we pray and we thank you for today. And this, you said we should do in remembrance of you. We remember that, Father, you came bodily you died bodily you rose bodily you ascended into the heavens and right now you stand at the right hand side of the father making intercessions on our behalf and this we do remember we pray that you help us to live a life that is worthy of you that will not just be after your image in nature but I will also be after your likeness in character. That we will know when. We will be like the sons of Issachar. Who had understanding of the times. Knowing what to do and when. In the mighty name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Father in the name of Jesus. I am just giving you a minute to pray even as we have sealed everything with the blood, you want to pray that God, even as I walk out of this place, cause me to walk into divine manifestations and moments of glory. Can you do that for just a minute? Just pray. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit of God, Come on, lift your voice and pray. That may this be a life-altering conference that you have attended. That there will be tangible results afterwards. God who do mighty things and mighty works with you and through you. Eyes have not seen nor ears heard. Neither has it ever entered into the heart of a man the things that God has prepared for you. You want to walk in that moment. Walk in that realm. Walk in that space. Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit of God, come on, lift your voice and pray. Come on, lift your voice and pray. Come on, lift your voice and pray. Holy Ghost, Holy Li baba baba do no 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 bo shanda de 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 Ri kratos e gede bo shanda bada grati de 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 Oligost ma Yes you are the lord
2: Most I the Lord. Most high, yes, you are the Lord. Most high, yes, you are the Lord. E Amém
1: yes you are the lord oh yes you are the lord unto you all flesh gather you are the lord you are the one that lifts a man from the miry clay of disgrace and shame and place the feet of the person on rocks yes you are the lord for if he has not been you our god who has been on our side then let israel say yes you are the lord we can look back oh god and say you are the lord oh lord our help in ages past our hope for years to come yes you are the lord today we thank you heavenly father We adulate your name, O God. We extol your majestic name. Be thou exalted in all the earth. For who is like unto thee? You are glorious in holiness. You are fearful in praise. You do wonders. And yes, you are the Lord. I daboshada bada gratitude to Rodabasunde lebe de gracious God. Libra koto sheke de bosha. Ibakadabasu dreng de bosha. Father, we pray today and we not only say thank you for this conference, but I want to say thank you for your peace listen to this. If you are here and you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus and you want to deepen a relationship, your soul yearns for intimacy. I want to pray with you. Can you come to me? I just heard it. If your soul is yearning for intimacy with the Christ and you want to know him more, you want him to reveal himself to you. Can I pray with you? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I seal everything that has happened here today with the precious blood of Jesus. May your love abide with them. I pray for longevity of life and the best of health conditions for you. That what affect others won't affect you. What troubled others won't trouble you. And grace will find you wherever you will be. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. God bless. Church, let's appreciate Papa.
2: Hallelujah.
0: Let's love him. What an amazing amen. encounter. Papa, we love you. Church, let's show our love to him. In the name of Jesus, let's show him love. Papa, we love you. Amen.